Andre's done my hair tonight. Those of you who don't have black hair, if you're white, you don't have black hair. <laughs> but those of you, those of you who have black hair, if you're a black woman, you there's know a difference. that there's a huge difference between our hair. You know, in the races, in our heart, we're all the same. God loves us all the same. He did not give us the same hair, however. <laughs> and so if you're a black woman who's had to be on TV every day and have to have your Good. hair blow dried and to be able to maintain healthy hair, that's a very difficult thing to do. That's and why you need the same person who knows your hair doing it all the time as well. Andre, so. you, your job is secure. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a black woman, you know exactly what Oprah's talking about here. Since I started watching the Oprah Winfrey show at about 12 years old, my hair went from hot combed to relaxed, to braids with extensions, back to relaxed, to short and chemical free, to long and chemical free, back to short again. Yes, I've had quite the hair journey, and so is Oprah. From WBEZ Chicago, I'm Jen White, and this is a Making Oprah Extra. So while we were making this three-part in-depth series on The Oprah Winfrey Show, we ended up with a lot of audio. But we couldn't fit all the stuff that we really loved into the series. So in some extra episodes, we're going to share some of that material. Now, there are some things you heard a lot about over the history of The Oprah Winfrey Show. Certain mantras that Oprah repeated, the many saxophonic theme songs, the importance of intention. But one thing we didn't talk about in the podcast is her hair. If you look at any image from the Oprah Winfrey show, you can pretty much figure out what decade it's from by looking at Oprah's hairstyle. And some of those styles are pretty memorable. So first up is my conversation with the guy you heard briefly at the beginning of this extra, the man who Oprah trusted with her hair for the entirety of the show, stylist Andre Walker. So that first time you styled her hair, do you remember what you did? God, it was that 80s blow-dry look (laughs) (laughs) where the bouncing and behaving. Lots of volume. Yeah, lots Uh of volume moving. You shake your head, it falls right back in place again. And you knew she liked to throw her head around. (laughs) I think she liked to do it just so she could see it fall back in place sometimes. (laughs) From the beginning, Oprah didn't look like many other successful TV hosts. Compared to her white, mostly male competitors, Oprah didn't have hair that television executives were used to. In her first big TV job in the late 70s on station WJZ in Baltimore, her bosses complained that her afro was too thick. Oprah tells the story that she was pressured to go to a high-end salon in New York to get her hair chemically straightened. But the salon was unfamiliar with styling black hair. And as a result of the chemicals, her hair fell out. And for a while, she wore wigs. Oprah's next job at WLS, hosting a morning talk show in Chicago, was less demanding about her looks. As you heard in the first episode of Making Oprah, station manager Dennis Swanson was so impressed with Oprah's audition that he wanted Oprah exactly as she was. No weight loss and no new hairdo. Oprah started hosting AM Chicago in January 1984. Morning! Morning! I'm Oprah Winfrey, and this morning... Success came really fast. Within months, hundreds of thousands of Chicagoans were watching her, including Andre Walker, who was then an established hair salon owner downtown. 
I always started my appointments at 10 o'clock, so I was late every morning because I was still at home trying to finish <laughs> watching the show. And I thought, God, this lady has it. You know, she's really great. But I thought she might need a little hair help. Okay, explain that. So when you saw her hair, you're watching the show as a stylist. Well, what are you thinking? Her hair looked great one day, and then it looked like she didn't have a hairstylist the next day. So that's what I mean by some hair help. It looked like she needed somebody to fill in those days when she didn't have anybody. Andre Walker thought he was the person who could fill in and provide that hair help. I decided I'm going to send her some flowers and say, I'm dying to get my hands in your hair. <laughs> and sure enough, the next day I got a call from Oprah's PR person saying, Miss Winfrey would like to meet you. She'd like you to come in and try doing her hair. So I was like really excited about it. I said, sure. Andre styled Oprah's hair. She liked it. And she invited him to come back the next day. Hello, Andre. How are you? That went on and it kept going on and on. And then the rest became history. Andre, I don't know if I like your hair cut short. Then again, people don't like mine either, so what the heck? I don't like mine cut short either. Andre Walker would remain as Oprah's personal hairstylist for 30 years, and he got to know those follicles inside and out. Andre, you're doing my hair first. Don't even pretend to do Gail's first. This is some backstage footage from 1987, where Oprah and her best friend Gail King are looking through some old photos of Oprah. You and Dolly Parton. See, and there's so many different hairdos. I know, it shows I'm a very versatile woman. It shows I'm not stagnated in one position in my life, unwilling to change. No, I don't think that's what it shows. I think it shows I don't know what to do with my hair. Well, last week we began this new season with me sporting a different hairdo. And I could not get over all the fuss in the newspapers the next day. From 1986 to 2011, across 25 years, Oprah's hair constantly changed and viewers became obsessed with the different styles. It was big, it was bouncy, it was curly, it was straight, it was tight and refined. It was eventually natural. Seems like I've had, look here, every hairstyle under the salon. Your hair is really nice. It's really beautiful. She goes, but on TV, it just looks big. And I've been through some really good styles. And a couple of bad years. What was I thinking? You got your hair nice today, though. No, because I knew you were coming. (laughs) You knew this was the hair show. I knew this. No, feel it. No, go ahead. Come on. (laughs) Oh, I've I've never done that to a black woman. Oh, that lucky Stedman. (laughs) So as her stylist, talk about how important her image was to the show's success. The look of her hair and her total look was important because if you change something, people would talk about it right away. So you'd hear about it. I learned early on I couldn't be experimenting on her. So you said you learned that. Was it because you, you took a couple of swings at some styles that didn't work out? Uh, yes, there are a couple that, I don't know if you remember it, but it was an interview with Elizabeth Taylor. It was a trendy look that I just had to do. Looking back on it, it looks kind of ridiculous. Can you describe it for us? As Oprah would describe it, it looked like she stuck her finger in an electric socket. <laughs> um, <laughs> Liz's hair was big and wide also. It looked like we were competing who could get the biggest <laughs> hair. So in the 80s, how would you have described your styling of her? 
for that period of time. It was definitely very 80s. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, that was during the time when African-American women learned that they could blow dry their hair and you didn't have to have a lot of oil. So that was exciting, you know, but now, you know, that time has passed. So what happened in the 90s? I think the looks got a little bit more refined a little bit more uh, sophisticated. And you have to understand, too, we were growing up and we are learning even more about fashion and hair and being in the public eye and how to be. And so in the aughts, when you get into the 2000s, what changed in hairstyling and styling overall by then? Oprah wanted a look that was easy for her, that she could have all the time and do herself if she wanted to. So that's when you started seeing her with more natural hair. It sounds like her hair evolution follows this larger hair evolution with black women. Yes, yeah, it does. And, you know, Oprah's always had that vision to have natural hair, though, from when I first met her. So I should explain, by natural hair, Andre means hair that hasn't been chemically straightened. African-American hair tends to have a curl in it or a kink in it, so it can be tightly coiled or have looser curls. So when African-American women want to straighten their hair, there's a few different methods you can use. You can use a hot comb, you can use a flat iron, or you can use a chemical relaxer, which is made up of caustic chemicals like lye. That process does remove the curl or kink from the hair, but it can also burn the skin, damage your hair, and cause other issues. But in recent years, more and more African-American women are moving away from chemical straightening treatments like relaxers and moving towards letting their natural texture emerge. She said, when I turn 50, I'm going to go natural. And I said, I I don't believe that. but. (laughs) (laughs) But sure enough, when she turned 50, we started doing these natural looks on her and we just kind of evolved into that. It's interesting because as she was evolving her hair, so was I. I mean, I'm natural now. I've been natural for over a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, But I first cut my hair and went natural at a time when it was just starting to happen more. More women were doing the big chop where they just chop off all of the relaxed hair. And mine was attached to a bad breakup, but, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) But I'm part of the, the generation of that change. And so when she started wearing her hair natural on the show... I definitely took note because it was a style marker. Like, oh, okay, so this is reaching a level of acceptability. And it's not so unusual. It's not strange looking, you know, Mm -hmm. because some people think natural hair. Oh, God, why don't you do something to your hair? (laughs) And But, you know, we're learning to appreciate the beauty of it now Mm -hmm. because you don't have to emulate straight hair anymore. And I think... The image that we had that was beautiful as young black women was someone white, really. And for years, people straightened their hair. And it's so many young girls now, young African-American girls who, you know, they realize that their hair is beautiful. They realize nobody's ever told them that something was wrong with it. And they don't want to straighten it. They don't want to disrupt the curl pattern or the texture of it that straightening might do. So it's just a mentality that we're finally shedding as black people that natural hair really is beautiful. 
Yeah. yeah. It's a different it's a yeah. different time. Yeah. So it's a bit of a deal for you to meet Andre then. Oh absolutely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said when we were when we were planning the list of guests and I said, did you get Andre? <laughs> I said, no, no, no. No, you have to get Andre because you, you kind of got to get him. And so I was oh, so God, happy when Colin told me that we actually thank were you. able to get you in the studio. And it's yeah. been such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. I really appreciate this. Yeah. Yes. Making Oprah is a production of WBEZ Chicago. I'm Jen White. The producer is Colin McNulty. Major production help came from our intern, the fabulous Annie Nguyen. Annie, we'll miss you. You can stop watching Oprah now. The show is mixed by Joe Dassault, and the digital editor is Trisha Bobita. Our executive producers are Ben Calhoun and Joel Meyer. If you've enjoyed this WBEZ podcast, you might want to check out Nerdette, where two hosts, Greta Johnson and Trisha Bobita, nerd out about pop culture, books, TV, movies, anything and everything. In our next extra episode of Making Oprah, we get political. We look at Oprah's influence in national politics and the various politicians she's had on the show. That includes Donald Trump, the Bushes, and of course, the Obamas. So make sure that you're subscribed to Making Oprah on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll be sure not to miss a single episode. While you're there, please give us a rating or a review what you liked. If you want more of this sort of thing, it really helps. And if you want even more Making Oprah, go to wbez.org slash Oprah.